Are you freaked out because you can't find the freshest Funko Pops? Misdeeds in Magic the Gathering, gotcha goat? Don't know where you're gonna dungeon your dragons? Come on over to Cody's Collectibles. That's Coco's. Brick and Mortar, opening Tuesday, October 5th at 11 a.m. Where? Why, 1225th Snow Street, Suite 14 in Oxford, Alabama. Can't wait that long? Find us on the World Wide Web at cocosandmore.com. That's C-O-C-O-S and more.com. And now, back to the show. This is part two of session 13, past lives and present danger. Real quick, we're gonna retcon something because there's a little bit of math incorrectly done on the silver. So how much did it actually cost? It actually cost 50 silver. Okay, gotcha. So we're gonna all of them. Plus the 10 gold for the mage. But that yeah, the 10 gold silver. didn't change. Yeah, 10 gold didn't change. We're gonna retcon that a little bit because there's a, bit of, a little bit of math. And that's a lot of silver to lose. He gave back five of the silver. So it's actually 45 silver. So whichever. It's fine. So. Alright. So as this rush of like this bluish energy concludes, all of you find yourselves kind of tightly pushed up against each other as you apparate you you reappear in what appears to be a very very claustrophobic small room and you look around and you can see that this is more than likely Thaddeus's dwelling it's got like a bed and some bookshelves and a desk and all that but you're all kind of cramped up close to each other I throw up you throw up okay you throw up anywhere in particular I just like, I see where I'm at, and I just push people up my way, and I go to the, the, the nearest corner, and I just barf my brains out. Okay. Gotcha. You look for a trash can. No. That is kind of interjects. He says, ah, that's quite normal. Uh, some people just the motion. Anyways, uh, welcome to Daria. Uh, this is my room. Uh, it's it's not the nicest thing in, in Daria, but it, it's mine. Uh, anyways, if you'll follow me, we'll, we'll go speak with, uh, Master Angathal. Uh, 
and he kind of opens the door, and when he opens the door, what you see is this long hallway, and of course, Saffrax and Zola are with you. Um, this long hallway with very similar looking dorms, kind of, uh, so this is some kind of like large dwelling. Uh, you step out into the hall following Thaddeus and come out into a common room where there appears to be several humanoids of varying races in similar robes to Thaddeus, sitting at these tables with these tomes in front of them, parchment, just kind of studying over things. And as you all walk through this common room, all of these humanoids are kind of kind of taken aback at all of these strange folks, these two tabaxi and a tiefling and all these strange folks, but they don't really say anything. Just kind of look at you like, uh, what? Uh, uh, just a quick word, you gentlemen. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> he had a hard time of it. <laughs> he was in the middle. He lost a biscuit. <laughs> you all continue through this common room. Open the outside door, and what opens up before you is a surprisingly beautiful courtyard. Uh, looking around, it is night by this point, and there are several buildings, all of similar build. A large, like, courtyard with cobblestones uh, paving around a large fountain. The streets are lit with these arcane lanterns that are hanging off of posts, and you can see several people dressed similarly to Thaddeus coming and going. Uh, what catches your eye is the rapidly approaching female red tiefling that is dressed in kind of these more tactical garb, but same similar colors. Uh, and she's got her eye right on Thaddeus. And it's only been a few, maybe 20, 30 seconds, but she seems to have caught wind, essentially, of what is, uh, what's happened. I like the wave as she approaches. The wave as she approaches. Sorry, I gotta pull up my NPCs for this particular area. I'd like to use prestidigitation on my armpits, balls, and mouth. <laughs> I have the problem that when you're over here, like, and you start doing something, my eyes just automatically go to what you're Gravitate. doing, and I have to be like, oh, can't look at that. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> um, so, there we go. Okay. Uh, she approaches, and you can see she is a, a, a fairly stunningly beautiful red tiefling armed with couple of short swords, some daggers, and what appears to be some spell components also, like on this belt. Uh, and she approaches Thaddeus, and she says, Thaddeus, what the hell? <laughs> and Thaddeus speaks up, and she goes, here, he goes, uh, Alexi, it was a strange circumstance. These, these people helped me out a, a lot. I, I had to bring them here because I might have promised them payment uh, to help me. And she just kind of eyeballs all of you, and she says, Money, Dad! <laughs> Did you have something? I was just waving. Oh, okay. You wave. She says, Well, who the hell are you? Oh, the strange ones. Thank you for asking. Kind of 
walks onto you and she says, And you're what? Adventurers? Strange. Adventurers. Alistair, by the way. It's at this point that you look around, kind of looking for Saffrax to kind of interject some of you, and you notice that he has quietly, him and Zolor have slipped off um, somewhere. Yeah. Um, you kind of look around, and immediately looking around, you can see that there is like this area that's kind of designated as like a market, and Saffrax and Zolor are kind of headed that way. Um, but either way, Alexis, or Alexi, looks at Thaddeus and says, you will take them directly to Angerthal, and we'll see what he has to say about this. Oh, Angerthal, we were here to see him anyway. Thank you. She just kind of looks at you and goes, <laughs> like that. She kind of, you deliver something from Garvis. You're welcome then. And she just kind of lets all of you follow Thaddeus, and she's following behind all of you. Um, Testy, isn't she? Uh, she she can be. Uh, she's very pleasant when you follow the rules, but uh, hmm. this is a little bit of a, a breach in the uh, in the rules. Uh, anyways, uh, to, to to the library, and you all walk through this courtyard. It would seem that the majority of Daria is around this courtyard. It's not a very big place, and looking off into the distance you can see that it is a walled city, or a walled whatever this is. Uh, you approach what appears to be the largest building that's just like this ornate ebon wood that's got like this intricate like silver lay into like the doors and pillars, and it's a very marvelous looking structure, and it's big. It's, it's, it's fairly big, especially for a civilization or a city this small. But he pushes open the doors, and as soon as he pushes open the doors, what, what is revealed to you is that this is a huge room with lots of corridors and, and small areas coming off of it, but this primary room is in fact a library, and that it has probably the most books you've ever seen in one place. Even the paladins. Um, have seen libraries in the past in, you know, the small temple libraries and, and places like that. This is pale in comparison. This is a huge library. Thaddeus begins to step across the thoroughfare towards what appears to be like this large desk and his footsteps are like clacking on this these heavy stones that make up the floor of this library and this large humanoid sitting behind the desk rises and when he rises you can see that this is a Malkar orc dressed in the attire that Thaddeus and Alexi and all the others are dressed in uh, but this large like fierce looking face with these tusks protruding out of the bottom of his jaw and he just looks fairly angry at what's approaching him puts his hands on the desk like this and says Thaddeus who are these people? And you wave. <laughs> um, Thaddeus speaks up and, she's, and he says uh, they, they helped me uh, escape. I was actually taken captive and I promised them uh, um, a monetary reward uh, for rescuing me. Uh, and they did so. 
So I think it's only fair. And Angerthal like interjects. He's like, "What were you doing outside of Daria?" And that he says, "Well, I know we were we were looking at some locations at the border to to potentially send an expedition, and I was just scouting. I I was going to." tell you about it, but I was afraid you'd say no. So I took it on myself to show some initiative and, uh, and begin scouting our, our expedition into the, the Dune Sea and Angerthal like raises up his hands or his hand and he says that is you shouldn't have done this by yourself. You could have been killed. And, and that he says I very well might have been. I was not prepared but Fortunately, uh, these folks, the, the strange ones, they call themselves, uh, helped me out. And uh, so I'm fine. Everything's fine. And I, I did manage to gather some good reconnaissance for a, a route into the Dune Sea. I think overall it's a win. And Angerthal like, kind of like puts his hand down onto the desk and says, That is, I'll, I'll deal with you later. Go to your quarters. I'll see you momentarily. And Thaddeus kind of just hangs his head ever so slightly and turns to walk out. Did you, did you have something? Help? Maybe don't be too hard on him. He, uh, at minimum, expedited our journey to you. We have a message from Garvestout, your brother, in its honor. His mood definitely changes. <clears throat> um, he looks at you and his ears, like his partially pointed ears, just kind of perk up and he says, Garvis. Yes. He asked us to deliver something to you. And I'll look at Valinor, who insisted on carrying it whenever we left. Yep. You produce this small chest, mm-hmm. and you set it on the table. Yep. He opens it up, kind of like breaks this like small, thin metal seal that's on the outside of the uh, chest. Just kind of breaks it and then opens up the lock and opens it and he says, huh. Closes it, <clears throat> takes the chest. Puts it behind the desk and he goes, All right, well, I suppose you're expecting payment. Before that, he mentioned one other thing. Have you a tanker? I can. And he just kind of, trying not to look suspicious, <laughs> reaches right under the desk <laughs> <laughs> and places a tanker. I said, he mentioned you also might be interested in a little of this, and I'll pull out one of my growlers, a black root stout, mm-hmm. unscrew it, and pour it. Which you got the growler from that, didn't you? There was a couple of growlers that were unbroken. So he probably yeah, yeah, I've, I've got uh, three or four. I'll have to check my thing, but I have like three or four of them. And I'll take one out, and I'll pour him a tankard of black root stout. Put it up. So he mentioned that you might like Or actually, I'll set it on the desk and say, he mentioned you might like that as well. Takes like a... a small sip and then tasting it and kind of essentially going down memory lane the tanker just slowly (laughs) rises you can see it's kind of this froth begins to like come out of the side of his mouth he sets the tanker down not entirely finishing it and he says I'm recalling now that my mother was assisted by a group of adventurers Are you those adventurers that helped her get out of Zunger? It's such a coincidence, you might ask. We are. Well, then, in that case, it'll be a lot harder to throw you out. (laughs) (laughs) And he says, 
Is this all you came for, just to deliver this package? Gold? Oh, no, not at all. We uh, also are here with, um... Academia. To speak with, I guess, you as well. Uh, master of the Blue House and uh, Zesham, uh, wanted to potentially do some trading of literature. Imagine you'd be the best person to talk to about that as well. I am And I, I make sure not to mention Safrax. Okay. I am also interested in access to your library, and I believe, judging from your brother, that we may have some uh, common trade secrets to share among us. What would those be? I'll take my glove off and kind of click it around. His attention is very much uh, on your arm, and he goes, That's a marvelous piece. <laughs> I appreciate it. I, I, before I came to this continent, I thought it was the only one, but I was both surprised and relieved, taken aback, I'll say, by seeing another arcane prosthetic in existence. I'll put my glove back. Looks at you and he says, "Did you make that yourself?" I did. I had some help. Kind of reaches for your hand, like, kind of wanting to examine it a little better. Uh, perhaps when we have more time. Uh, it's better than mine. I made mine for Gorvis because he works with his hands, but I didn't make it alone. I had the help of many talented enchanters. Mostly I bankrolled it, but I did work on it a little bit. I'm happy to share some of what I know, given that we can come to agreement on its usage. I hadn't planned on making any more. Not unless Garvis loses his other hand. <laughs> but certainly you would like to know how. Not necessarily. I, I, like I said, I, I bankrolled the arm, mostly. Um, but I'm always interested in learning more about the arcane and its applications to machinery. Uh, perhaps another time. Uh, you mentioned tomes. We, we have tomes for sale, uh, but you would need to be a member or have explicit permission from the Master of Daria to purchase any tomes. Understood. And how would one go about that, good sir? A membership or the permit? Um, let's go with the permit. The harder route. It's at this point that something seems to kind of click in Angerthal's mind. And he kind of pauses. Um, sorry. i got to make sure I'm not leaving anything out. Yes, okay. He uh, looks at a lot of you, and as you're asking this question, he goes... One moment. And he kind of reaches into like this small chest that's behind the shelf, a, a different chest than the one you delivered. Um, takes some coins out and like kind of thumbs through them. And he kind of counts all of you and he says, uh, Can I make a persuasion check before he hands any of it over and say, That was a delicious start, wasn't it? <laughs> make a persuasion check.
21. 21. He said we would need either a membership or a special permit from yeah. the... From, from Master Daria. Goes, starts thumbing through gold and he says, that's 25 gold pieces each. And uh, hands each of you 25 gold pieces and he says, that is for helping my apprentice. And reaches back in and he says, and with a larger sack, he says, this is 50 gold to be distributed amongst you. I do appreciate the delivery. And hands you the 50 gold sack, we'll say. So to be clear, 25 each and then 50 gold to be split. Yeah, okay. for the delivery, essentially. Okay. Apprentice delivery. Um, I'm sorry, did I say 50 gold? Yes. You did. I meant 50 silver, I'm sorry. It's 25 gold each for the apprentice and only 50 gold oh. for trekking across the continent. 50 silver. Pers- here, here's the thing, here's the thing. Could I persuade him into 70 so that it'll split evenly? Actually, we'll wreck on it. We'll say 70. Okay, so Because yeah, that is a pain. Did you bump that AC down? To 68. Jesus. Um, you want to hit it again? So yeah, hit it again. Hit yep. Yeah. So 35 gold pieces in total. And it's at that point that he says... Now that I'm thinking about it, the Master of Daria actually might have some use for some people like you. Why don't you stay the night? I would imagine that you have tents or some kind of way that you can sleep. The dorms are for our students. Yes, absolutely. Is there somewhere in particular you'd like for us to camp? There's a merchant area where people come to trade and sell their goods. You can camp outside of that. That's where most of the merchants sleep. You're welcome to stay as long as you would like. I will be speaking to the Master of Daria and relay his thoughts to you. While we wait, oh, you already said access to library. Never mind. Are the shops in the marketplace closed? They would be now, but they'll be reopened in the morning. Is there a particular carpenter that you would recommend? Not that I can recommend, but there are certainly carpenters there. They tend to buy a lot of furniture and shoes and staffs. There are some marvelous staff makers in our marketplace. Wonderful, thank you very much. looks around at a lot of you and says, please, I might have been a little rash and rude, but please enjoy Daria. I will be coming to you in the morning to speak to you about my master's requests. I don't know if it would be a perception check or maybe an investigation check or something. Thaddeus had mentioned that he's a member of the Silver Circle and I want to kind of look and see if I have, if there's anything like on his desk or anything on him in particular that would kind of fall along those lines or indicate a membership in something? I'm not trying to be obvious. No, I'm no. just kind of glancing around. I would say that since you mentioned it and because it's not necessarily hidden, you would see that there is a silver band around his right wrist. Silver circle on his forehead. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely part of the silver circle. <laughs> He's got a silver band around his wrist. Um, but 
He speaks to all of you and says, if there's nothing else. One, one more thing. I uh, lost my familiar recently. I was wondering if you had a place where that could be done here. Are where? you familiar with familiars? <laughs> yes, I'm <laughs> familiar with familiars. You can cast it anywhere. Mages are welcome to practice their arts so long as they're not any destruction of private uh, property. Wonderful, thank you. <laughs> it's okay. Do you actually ask that? No. He, yeah, he, I mean, he could say something to that. Uh, but okay, so no, I don't want to give. I don't want to implicate myself in any destruction <laughs> okay. that happens while we're here. So he looks at a lot of you and he says, "If there's nothing else." I will be speaking to the Master of Dari and talking to you in the morning. Please, see yourselves out to the Merchant Square and set up camp and enjoy yourselves. Uh, and I'll be with you in the morning. I want to hang Thank back you. to speak to him privately. Okay. That's okay. So the rest of you leave? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Alright. Uh, hang with if I could have a moment. I, I want to take the book from my um, pouch and the, where the spell circle or the teleportation circle was drawn mm-hmm. in there, I want to hand it to him and say, "Do you do you recognize this, or could you tell me where I could find someone who would recognize it?" Takes the tone and looks at it. He says, "Where did you see this?" I saw it <coughs> uh, inscribed. On the ground at a, on the, the floor of a tavern in uh, in Zunger, mm-hmm. um, the town had been destroyed. We were my my parents were were murdered, and we we're trying to to find um, some connections that they may have had, and uh, happened across this this circle there. Kind of looks at you like eyeballing you very heavily and he says, And who exactly are you? I'm Rathanax Ironborn, uh, the son of <coughs> the people from the <laughs> fucking place. <laughs> <laughs> son of those fucking uh, people. Uh, uh, the scribe dude. doesn't know his parents. <laughs> son of the people who birthed me. Yeah. I mean, they're. From Atzana, right? Yeah, because they, they are. Well, there. It's from specific. They were nobles of the city of Dargrith, um, right? Before it was. Yeah, and it's Ulmar and Lazgar. Kind of looks at you. Make an insight check. Um, but he snaps the book closed and he hands it to you and he says I do recognize that teleportation sigil but I am not at liberty to tell you where it came from not yet if you prove to be useful to the master of Daria then perhaps he will tell you very well, thank you. Now leave. Okay. I'm jogging up the necklace. The necklace? Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you still have sending up there? 
I knew I forgot something. <laughs> What'd you forget? No, it's okay. It's okay. Don't worry about it. Let's do a lot. But no, it's it's written. I just forgot to say it. I don't, but I can prepare it tonight. Maybe just forget about it for right now. <laughs> Maybe it'll come up in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I need to use a highlighter next time. <laughs> I'm just beginning to think the Forge Master is angry. <laughs> was I was I close enough to hear that? Hmm? Yeah, because you were you were gonna ask me to send something as well. That's right. Because you asked me to do it last session, and then we got caught up trying not to get fucking murdered by Nulls. Yep, 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 yep. So you set up your team. I'm gonna prepare something either way tonight. You. So there's no need for campfire because you're in the, a city. Uh, I would imagine that you all set your tents up pretty close to each other. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's at that point that Safrax approaches you and he says, Hello, strangers. Ah, Safrax was sorry to depart. Uh, the tiefling last look. Very you call us strangers? <laughs> yes. Because uh, I don't know you. Oh, okay. Uh, yes, because I came in the city a different way than you did. Right. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Nice to meet you. The, that person. Yes. Hello. The, the, the appropriate fees have been paid, and Safrax is now in business here in Daria. He is very thankful for all of your help. Uh, and he uh, reaches into his sack and produces a handful of amethysts, um, enough for one of each of you. Oh, yes. Uh, or the 250 gold? Or the 250. It wasn't a 250? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, we started with 150 gold pieces, and then depending on, we were uh, promised at minimum a 150 gold piece amethyst upon delivery, but depending on how we did. Yeah, or 150 gold. Yeah. Or 250 gold? I thought it was 150. Because we're such a great job keeping you alive? He well, did. No, he gave you a hard tip, Slayerman. He gave you a hard tip. Yeah, bro. Okay. 150. Yeah. If you yeah. want the gold instead of the amethyst, yes. Yeah, I would take the gold. Okay. I'll, I'll take the gold. Just take the gold. Yeah. yeah. Honor system, just take the, the choice between 150 or an amethyst. Got you. Um, mm-hmm. And he says, This was not the conclusion that Safrax was expecting, but he is grateful for all of your help. You have done more than Safrax could have asked. And uh, I hope you'll find yourselves in Daria for a little while. Maybe now is not. Goodbye. Do you plan on staying here for a while? Yes. I plan on staying here for a great while. With Zolo here, I need no further protection. And our contract is concluded. But if you're staying for a few days, maybe we can say goodbye another time. Have you been to Daria before? Uh, Once, yes. What tavern should we go drink at? (coughs) There are no taverns in Daria. This place is hell, and I want to be <laughs> It is a school for mages, and, uh... Okay, you're telling me they're running a college campus and no <laughs> not taverns? Not the first bar. I would imagine that the students drink on their own time in their own places, but this is... Uh, so they buy a neither this here nor there. whole island. So we have to find a college party. <laughs> this whole island is bullshit. Oh, yeah. Shit, or a wizard party? party? Or we could start Ooh. a wizard party. Wizard party! <laughs> wizard party. 
Yeah, with students, that'd be real great. <laughs> hey, I mean, they're 18, I would assume. <laughs> so anyways, um, to be totally what's clear. What's the drinking age in my car to, to be totally clear, just in case I've kind of gotten this whole college thing way out into the weeds, Daria isn't necessarily a college. It's, it's just where wizards can go to learn things if they would like to, but there's a variety of types of wizards here. There's old and young and... To be clear, this sounds like a college. <laughs> there's, no, there's no classes, that's the thing, is that like you kind of go and learn from each other, you learn from the library. The knowledge abounds. Exactly. It's, it's a place for wizards to thrive together. It's a knowledge sharing community. Yeah. They don't really like teach classes here. It's not, you know, you're not going to have Madam Humphrey come out and like, you know, teach um, how to extract things from plants or something like that. He called them students. Yeah, because they are students. They, they all pay a fee to come here and learn from the library. You're always a student of something. That's why you practice law. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's the thing. There's not really classes. The Master of Daria runs all of it. Angerthal runs the library. And besides that, you pay a fee and you're allowed to use their library and stay here in a dorm room. That's cool. So who runs the underground liquor? It sounds like boarding school without the classes. <laughs> it sounds like you're trying to get out of a party on a table. Have a party, man. Have a party. I'm just saying, don't expect it to all be college-age kids. Oh, I don't care about that. Okay. I don't want to be a Oh, God. There's going to be a variety of people here, is what right. I'm saying. And if they're not, like, worried about class in the morning or anything. Okay. Old right. Blue could show up. <laughs> so, uh, let's see. I would like to look at Saffrax and say, I'm sure we are a long way from goodbye. Yes, if you plan on staying in Daria for a little while. Very well. Well, I am retiring for the evening. I have a lot of people to swindle in the morning. <laughs> so, if you'll excuse me. And you can see that he turns, and his tent is, is fairly adjacent to y'all's. Uh, you have, I would imagine, like a little semicircle where you're all set up. Um, and the night is yours. You're allowed to do with it what you want. Just let me know when you're retiring for the evening. Besides drink, um, apparently. Do you set your tent up? Yeah. <laughs> I like how he has that. What Once you're inside, that? is there anything you want to check? I don't have any furniture in there, right? Yeah, you do. It's, it's set with these basic uh, a bed, a nightstand, a low table, and four si sitting cushions. Yeah. Did I leave something in my tent? Is there something you want to, you know, maybe make a roll for? It in there. Like something you might it's have been working on this whole campaign? Maybe there's something that you should have been checking this entire time. To maybe see like if anybody, a maybe somebody had written you. Oh. Maybe something you might have found in the, well, I mean, in the he nightstand. Told, he told me to write him. <clears throat> so I didn't expect he him to write. actually said the opposite of that. He said, I ask and you tell. Okay. Leave. Leave now. Worst mm. player ever. Mm. So once you get in your tent, is there something you want to check? Yep, I'll take my book. <laughs> this is a string of Talk about a railroad. Once you open the book, there's an assassination party on its way to you. Right <laughs> <laughs> you ain't gonna leave me red on red, bitch. So, need, need you to take care of these slavers in the dunes. It's only been like eight days. Make sure no, that I'm my sorry, slavers like get yeah. to me. Like, like five days. <laughs> so once you open this this uh, tome that was given to you by King Leveric Minarson, uh, you are surprised to see that there is script right on the front page. Mm -hmm. Do you read it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah no. read it. You no. dick. 
Is it like a block, like angry text, or is it like... <laughs> it's not all caps. It's all capital letters, Seven, exclamation point, 17 exclamation individual point. messages. Angry emojis. It's like cut into your yeah. page. Eggplant, eggplant, eggplant. <laughs> Anyways, inside of the tome, you see a message that reads, Ferosa, the council has voted and reached a decision. A trade arrangement... Oh, sorry. Yeah, uh, a trade arrangement will be arranged with the Empire of Alavron. We will send an emissary and merchant advisors to Segvel to meet with King Tybris's Master of Coin. And then in caps, it says, IF, and then in caps, this war doesn't turn the kingdoms of Zundran and Alavron against each other, then this arrangement, or this agreement you forged will be the weld that, bond, that binds our two countries together. I hope this my message finds you dot 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 alive. <laughs> and then down at the bottom postscript it says no reply needed. King Maverick and Arson. <laughs> yes, thank God you haven't been putting off a king for five days. No Gosh. reply needed. <laughs> well, next message. I'm still on red somewhere. What you do? THX. What that Buddha do? Oh, you got playing? So I guess I will uh, not respond and uh, work on my project a little bit. And Make a roll. Okay. That is going to be an intelligence check. Can I use my Arcana? Yeah! Okay. Your Arcana modifier instead of your Dexterity modifier? Or your Intelligence modifier? Yeah, just working on a specific part of it. Okay, sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> sure. Oh, yeah. 18. Nice. 18 wow. is one day of construction. All right, so as you are focused on this project and just, you know, mind over matter, powering through the problems and algorithms and equations in your mind to build this project of yours, something begins to press into your consciousness. It's not unfamiliar because, I mean, you're, you're an arcane individual. You would know that it is a sending spell. And do you allow it to come into your mind? Very well. Did you make a... So is there some sketchy list? With some saving throw. So, with that, this fairly... Um, let's see. Golly, this music slow. How did it get so low? Um, this calm, smooth, feminine voice... Uh, comes into your mind and in your subconscious you can hear her speak. She says, Greetings, my name is Valmoria Stelvon. I am Emperor Tibris's court wizard. I speak on behalf of the Forge Master. His message is as follows. I have humbly requested clarification from His Grace concerning the dragon Maldrix. His, his Grace gave clear and specific instructions regarding Zundran to the beast himself. Stay your flame for now. And the message ends. Now, if that was more than 25 words, then it was more than one casting. I was going to say, I think that was... <laughs> <laughs> no, She's so powerful, mate. She probably has plenty of spell slots. Yeah, exactly. 
So, just so we're clear, how did you interpret that? I interpreted that to mean that the Emperor gave specific instructions to the dragon to not attack Zondran. Yet. Or, for now. I'll say specifically. It sounds almost now. like a quote. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> Just making sure we're on the same page. Okay. Is it the front page. Mm-hmm. I'll open my book. Do it. In the most literal terms I can muster. Send it. Hello, <laughs> What do you say? Or do you write, rather? We're can, can someone write this down? Go ahead. Noble King Unarsum. I have received word from the court of Emperor Tibris. Mm-hmm. He may. I can relay that he gave instru- clear instructions to the dragon not to attack Zondran. Based on what I have been told. Mm-hmm. So you're a liar. He's um, just stepping. Based so on what I've been told, mm-hmm. uh, the emperor. Mm-hmm. Um, write this down. Would seek to either make your kingdom a strong ally or recognize it as an adversary. What? What? <clears throat> For now, it is ally. Sounds really scary. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. I guess. Oh, I guess. So you're saying you're on his good side right now, right? Yeah. I cannot tell you. I cannot tell you how happy this makes me, and how I hope to strengthen confidence in the relationship between. And how I hope to strengthen. Strengthen the relationship between the two kingdoms. Strengthen confidence in the relationship of the two kingdoms. I'm sorry. Dot dot dot. Where possible. Hugs and kisses, Meryl. Sorry about how that. I, hope to, <laughs> I cannot tell you how happy this makes me and how I hope to strengthen the relationship. Strengthen strengthen the confidence? Yes. The confidence. Can you smell that? It's like a big old pile of bullshit over here. Mm. <laughs> Me. How happy this makes me, and how hope, how I hope to strengthen the confidence between the two kingdoms. Dot dot dot. Where possible. Yes, your servant, Meryl. Excellent. <coughs> you're right. Benedict Donald. P.S. What are you wearing? <laughs> Sit attached for nudes. Alright. Sit attached for nudes. If you want to post that to the Discord, that way Jake knows exactly what was said. Thank you. If you can. Alright, so you write this. The text that is written into the book, after you finish writing it and add the last period onto the paragraph, the text 
fades, as it normally would. Um, and your message is sent. And the rest of you, I would imagine, either find yourselves outside of your tents, talking and relaxing or whatever, enjoying the safety that is Daria. Uh, there are a couple of times that you do see Alexi and several other, um, a variety of individuals, whether they're human or other red tieflings, maybe even some dark elves, all dressed similarly to Alexi, kind of patrolling Daria. I would like to invite, or Alistair will come up to everyone once they're done say, um, if no one has any plans for the evening, I've uh, set up my tent. I would like to invite everyone in for a drink. I accept. Sure. Wonderful. Bring your mess kits. Mine only came with two cups. <coughs> Does everyone join Alistair? Sure. Yeah. Indeed. So we're not throwing a rager. It's just a private more like a, it's more like a mixer. Uh, as everybody comes in, mix it with. There's, it's just us. Um, a smoker, maybe. I don't know. As everybody does come in, there are a few cigars on the table, uh, bottles of whiskey, ale. Uh, no wine currently, but it is at everyone's leisure. Should I put up my tent before going into this tent and not looking at my tent? You did see several armed people, a lot like Alexi, uh, patrolling. Okay. So you would imagine that this city is fairly well protected. Okay. Well, I'll start swigging the, the nearest liquor. <laughs> I don't know whose it is. I'm just going to take something and start swigging it. So... Renalia, overcome with awkwardness of the fact that none of you are speaking to each other, starts to chug a bottle of whiskey. I'm just upset I ain't killing anybody. You see now there's only one of those. Oh. <laughs> oh. Ah, ah. Easy I see, now. I see Easy is now. On. <laughs> <laughs> well, figure out the floor. I uh, start drinking a little bit of ale. By ale, I mean wine. Does anybody discuss anything, or is this just a calm, tranquil, relaxing evening of Meryl? Meryl is in a cold sweat. Would you like to talk about it, Meryl? You remember that joke I made about the assassination squad? Yeah. Is there any way to protect this this here tent from like? What did you do to it? Oh, God. Yeah. It's fine. Um, we'll call that well, from what? It seems Walk like specifically from, like, eavesdroppers. The good news is that I think I have done... That is so gross. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh fuck. It's like coagulated. <laughs> um, I have I done... Why even is that? One, one word to make everybody cringe. The best... Afterbirth. I was thinking oily, but... (laughs) (laughs) Let's go, guys. Okay, I'm on. I have done the best job possible to bring the two kingdoms together. (coughs) The the bad news is that they still want to kill each other, probably. Oh, you mean the words off of... One guy isn't enough to unify two rivaling nations? 
Surprising. To be fair, the nations in question aren't rivals. The kingdom of Zundran would like to uphold their roots from the words of King Nazan himself, their roots to Silverstone. How likely are you to be considered to blame for this if things go south? Entirely. Mm-hmm. Especially with King Emperor Tiberius's temper. You mean the emperor that set a dragon loose upon a whole continent? That's the one. Oh, that sounds like a pussy. With strict orders not to attack the city. Yet. Speaking of, this is actually why I invited everyone. There seems to be a lot of <coughs> stuff going around that is going to require a lot of capable people to deal with. Perfect. You know what? It does go around. I feel like I will learn greater restoration at some point. Anyway. <laughs> no, um, we are all out of contract. The strange contract, and I'll take it out of my backpack, is null and void as of Saffrax's payment to us. I would like to propose a more lasting agreement. We've learned much in our time together, and now being that anyone is free to leave and go as they please, I would like to ask everyone what their intentions are, and if we all intend to maybe face these forces together. I know that I am. I have come to like every one of you. And I think that there is no better group, more capable, especially as we grow together, to face these obstacles. Renalia would like to pipe up and say a little tipsily, um, that she'll get lost and die without y'all, and there's a dragon on the loose, so she would rather stay with everybody and be friends. <laughs> As you recall, before we, you know, poor Rathnax gratefully offered up his home to us, I was homeless. So. <laughs> and nearly got lost looking for a sandwich shop. I yes, I would, I would much like to stay with everybody. Everybody's very nice, and they give me meat at times. So, <laughs> thank you. Now, to the whiskey you told me to be careful with. <laughs> <laughs> this dragon, if left to do the Emperor's bidding, is going to tear this continent apart. The orcs will see it, Zundarin's partnership with Alvaron, and will likely reignite a war between the orcs and the dwarves. Sorry, just thinking out loud what we're talking about. I think that there's <laughs> there's little that we can do about that at the moment. I think what we can do is... Um, I spoke to Angrethal about the teleportation circle from Zunger, and he politely told me that the Master of Daria would be able to identify it but that he was not uh, at liberty to discuss it. He said I had to prove myself worthy to the Master of Daria. So, I will be as quickly as I can speaking to the Master of Daria to try and find favor with him. Gaining more allies. Potentially. I wonder if this master would have some insight on how to make peace on this continent. 
cut off the head of a snake, potentially. But, what? if I may, the map. to the original question of all of us working together to find this. I, I, I have a rather specific assignment that I'm on, so as long, so long as you, you all are welcome to join me, just as we were before we were under contract. Mine is less specific, but whatever I'm going to do, I doubt I can do it alone. I certainly appreciate it all of your capabilities. We have yet to finish ourselves. The gold for botting is much the same here as anywhere else. I have not felt a sense of camaraderie in quite a while. I feel as though I've found it. I'm in. You just like the halberd I gave you. Yes, I do. I do appreciate that. <laughs> um, I'm not going to wait for your response. Uh, first day we met, you offered me a favor. I'm cashing it in. Mm. So is this gold? And no chromatic warps thrown my tent. <laughs> no promises. <laughs> <laughs> well, here, to the strange ones. Stranger every day. That's the motto. <laughs> <laughs> the strange ones, stranger every day. Yep. <laughs> Everyone raises their glasses, your tankards clink up against each other, Renalia's bottle clinks <laughs> <laughs> up against us. You all drink, and we'll... And Renalia falls down. <laughs> <laughs> down. Eventually you all make your ways to your individual tents, find yourselves at rest, slowly drift off to sleep. It is at that point Meryl that you feel yourself drifting into a dream. You find yourself in a meadow green and lush and colorful with a variety of flowers albeit night. And before you is a large tree. On this tree is a face carved into the wood. This is entirely foreign to you, but you being an inquisitive person and knowing that more than likely this is a dream, you approach it. And deep into your subconscious, you hear a voice. The voice of an old man speak to you in a jovial and friendly fashion. Hello, Meryl. Hello, Tree. <laughs> I have some questions for you. Happy to help. <laughs> I have questions now as well. <laughs> I don't know much about you and your friends. Can you tell me what you've been doing since you found your friends? What adventures have you been on? This tree is sus. What does a tree, specifically a tree of yourself, care? It's a tree of yourself. I want to know more about the strange ones. I would like to learn what you've done for the people of Malkaria. Who you've helped. 
and who you've hurt. Hmm. I'm getting real bad vibes from this tree that none of us know. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? Well, you might know my name, but I have yet to know yours. Perhaps we start there. You can call me Zelveth. Okay. We simply make our way, seemingly to do as much good as we can. Good then. Not indifference or evil. I wouldn't think so. Well, uh, then you must have helped someone along the way. Can you tell me who that was? We've helped many people. Are you looking for some sort of type of person we've helped specifically? Is there a specific type of person that you tend to help over others? Well, well we have yet to have had the opportunity to help well, no, actually, we did help a group of orcs. So, no. So you don't only favor the rich and affluent, or only pay attention to the impoverished and poor? No. Ironically, we've managed to lose some money in our process. <laughs> but gain some back. And it gets spent on doing more good, it seems. So you would consider yourself a group of good people who are helping everyone in Malkaria. Wherever we can. Wherever we have the power to do so. That is good to hear. It's refreshing with all the evil in this world that you're capable of finding some good things to do. But certainly you've hurt people. We've heard some hobs. Well, I didn't. But, yes, there was a bit of a genocide with hobs. Hobicide. I would not <laughs> call it that. Please don't call it that. We didn't kill everyone. Was, was it the whole tribe? We don't know that. It was Wait, mostly just I like one cave. I seem to have heard something about a witch. The hag and a the witch hag. outside of Anzana. If I'm recalling correctly, that's where the strange ones caught that star. Oh, God, no. <laughs> there was uh, some entity that was um, bothering villagers. I saw it more as a defense than an attack. That's oh, super evil. <laughs> this witch was harming the people outside of Arizona. Yes. Well, sad to say it, but sometimes blood must be shed in order to help the good people. <laughs> I fucking like this tree. I like this tree a lot. <laughs> it's sad, but he's talking about the blood. Some some people are just too far gone. They're too far down the path of vengeance and evil to be brought back. Wouldn't you say? Yes. 
stop coaching me. I'm sleeping. <laughs> no, no, we're Nobody dreams. else is around. Probably yeah. <laughs> hovering over his face like, what did you do? Certainly. Um, I've never been one to seek death, but... Some of you are here. There, ha- there has been a seeming greater good achieved here. Yes. Just that. The greater good. And with that, your vision begins to fade as you're slowly pulled out of this dream and brought back into restful sleep. With that, Nicholas, <laughs> you find yourself in a dream on a shore, sitting on a dock, tuning your lute. You're not quite sure where this dock is, but it's peaceful. The distant ocean stretches out far over the horizon and there's just nothing beyond. Endless possibilities. You're reminded of the day that you sat on the docks in the southern part of Alavron waiting for a ship to take you to Malcaria. And as you look out over this vast horizon you feel someone walking down the docks next to you. This person Pops down right by your side. You look up, and immediately you can discern that this is a fellow tradesman in the artistic arts, a bard, as he's holding a flute and is just kind of stroking it and kind of just checking it for any kind of superficial damage, maybe rubbing some like wood oil on it. Yeah, sure. If you want to please, say it like please that. Please don't. This is... I'm so sorry. <coughs> Jesus Christ, man. Looks at you and he says... Uh, it's a human, by the way. Uh, blonde, rich hair. Um, and kind of these... Bluish, almost gray eyes. He looks out over the ocean and he says... Endless possibilities. Isn't it? I was just thinking that myself. You know, I've been wondering a lot about you and your friends. I've heard a little bit about you, but I know very little. I was wondering, what's your plans for the future? What's big picture? To be honest, I'm just taking things as they come. I'm not sure what our group plans are, but I think we're intending to stay together. That's about all I have. You like them? Do, for the most part. <laughs> well, that's good. Gotta have some camaraderie, but the most important thing is trust. Fair enough. Can you trust your friends? With my life, I think. That's good. So, you know, 
if you were to get a acquisition, a job, something like that, would you say that you trusted to carry it out? I think so. It sounds like you're available. No big picture things? No current plans? I don't think we have any immediate plans that I'm aware of. Trust is key. You gotta know how to trust people, especially when you're traveling. Things can go missing, you know, people get betrayed. No one likes being betrayed. The key is trusting the right people. Are you and your friends the right people? I think it depends who you're asking. I'm asking you. They're the right people for me. Hi. Be vague if you want. I don't think that's very vague at all. <laughs> so no big picture. Available. Trustworthy. Got it. He winks. And with that, your vision fades. You find yourself slumbering. Now, hold on, I'm not ready. (laughs) 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 Oh god, here we go. (laughs) What's gonna happen here? You find yourself in a much different Uh (laughs) drink. Okay, I'm I'm calling. (laughs) You're sound asleep. But slowly, your imagination and your mind drifts into what you might understand as a dream, you might not. You find yourself in a cave. It's a large, open area with stony floors, small collection, almost like a beach of stones, and water about halfway across this cave. You're drinking in the serene calm that this cave provides. When all of a sudden, you see something emerge from the water. The head of a large serpent begins to slide out of the water. Unpresuming and unthreatening, raises its head and looks directly at you. Slithers just a little bit closer. Again, not threatening, not coiled. He begins to speak. You bastard. (laughs) Valinor, it's so good to meet you. Looking around, look back at the snake. I've never been one for gods or visions. What's this about? <laughs> I've never been one for gods either. Such wretched things. They tend to get in the way of how we really, truly feel. Wouldn't you agree? 
everybody's got their own gods and their own pantheons. Everybody feels a different way. At this point, the serpent is beginning to just slowly circle you. Again, not threatening, not coiled. Yeah. You're part of a group. The strange ones, I believe you're called. We're known. Yes, a group of capable, strong warriors. I would imagine that any merchant or lord would be happy to have you at your at their services. Some would say. But I find a slight niche in your structure. I have found that those who find themselves devoted to a god or a deity tend to be much more astringent on what they're capable of doing. Do you find this to be true with your friends? I'm sure anybody with strong beliefs would find their hiccups in certain aspects of life. Well, I would say that's a very general and true statement at this point. You can see that the circle's kind of closing just a little bit. And again, not in a threatening way, but the snake is getting closer. And this is a large, like, blackish-green snake. He looks at you and he says, Trust is so important in any relationship. Can I trust the strange ones? Or the morals stand in the way of completing tasks? Very much so. Depending on what those tasks are. Stops. And leans very close to your face. Even those with strong morals find joy and rapture in doing terrible things to terrible people. <laughs> Would you say that's true for your friends? Yeah. <laughs> I have, I have, I have bamfed myself some wine in my drink. <laughs> it's, your, it's your drink. You can do that. <laughs> <laughs> Even your friends that find themselves to be paladins? I'm sure they found their own skewed version of enjoyment from eradicating evil. Fucking visions. 
so I was really hoping it was going to be the fucking gi uh, giant alligator and this was like a, <laughs> like, a like a PTSD flashback it's like a Captain Hook thing with him <laughs> gotcha well I didn't want to interrupt with that but not well thank sober. you for not interrupting I do appreciate yeah, that uh, you didn't interrupt I, in a very pivotal monologue I didn't start yet sure I'm sorry I, it can wait till I'm not gonna flog you. It's over with now. I'm not gonna flog you. But I found I find a slight niche in your party. I find those that are bound to a god are blank. More restrained on what they're capable of doing. Thank you. Your morality keeps you from doing less violence. Yeah. So as you are all sleeping, you have slept enough time to have gotten a long rest, if you would like to take that off. Oh, and I guess, and I'm preparing sitting also, just... But it's in the wee hours of the morning, just before the sun comes up. Yes. It's in the wee hours of the morning that... Alexi and a few other of her guards, you would imagine, the Darian guards or whoever um, they are, come to each of your individual tents uh, and wake you from the other side of this fabric door and tell you that you are to get dressed and come meet with Angerthal Stout at the library. I would like to dress in my suit. In your suit. Very good. <clears throat> I would imagine that you all do this? Yes. Yes. Okay. So in the wee hours of the morning, the sun just barely cresting over the horizon, you wake up, get dressed, get ready, walk to the Darien Library that all of you know, open the door, and find Angerthal Stout standing in front of his desk. He has his hand, his hands behind his back, kind of examining these shelves and shelves and shelves of tomes all around him. Sees all of you enter and he says, The Master of Daria has agreed to meet with you. If you're ready. Get the way. Of course. Very good. And he starts walking towards what appears to be <coughs> a remote part of the library, kind of off to the side, more askew from kind of where you would assume that there's corridors and, and the like. He walks up to a shelf, he touches a book, pulls it out, and when he does, the entire bookcase clicks and swings open. Once inside, he closes the door behind him, and what is before you is a large, sparsely decorated circular room with lots of rooms running off of it. Uh, the rooms are closed, but he does go to one door. It's the door directly across this large circular room and opens it with what appears to be a set of keys that he's manifested from somewhere unlocks the door 
opens it. And in this small domed room is a teleportation circle in the center. Does it match the one that was inscribed from Zunger? It would be hard for you to tell, but no. It's not. Looks at all of you and he says, Please, step onto the circle. I assure you this one will be far less uh, turbulent than the last. This is an established teleportation circle. Not a gate stone. We're likely stand on it. Okay. You all stand on it? Yes. Don't worry. The more often you do it, the more comfortable it gets. It's at that point that Angathal raises his hand and kind of touches this pad that's on the wall made of this large circular stone. It's got this arcane symbols carved into it. And when he touches it, it comes to life with this bluish energy and this trace of arcane runes goes down the wall, across the floor, and to the circle. And you feel yourselves <laughs> instantaneously, much, much less, standing on what appears to be a balcony. This balcony, you look out over where this balcony would be looking out, looks over Dario. <laughs> the thing is, is that you don't remember seeing any towers in Daria. And as you, Meryl, begin to kind of examine this with your inquisitive mind and just kind of look, you can see that there is a slight shimmer of some kind of barrier between the tower and Daria itself. Something just shimmering ever so slightly. Almost as if this barrier, whatever it is, is disguising or hiding this tower from the general population of Daria. As you're thinking about this, you hear the doors unlatch, this door that leads off of this balcony into this tower. <coughs> this is worse. This is so much worse. <laughs> I'd like to act like I push Valinor off of it but grab his clothes as I do it. Just <laughs> That's how you make the character lovable right there. <laughs> Alright, so. I haven't learned Feather Fall yet, just so you know. I, I have Feather Fall. Oh, okay, great. So, two of us can jump. These doors open, seemingly with no one behind them to actually physically open them. They just open. Hit the lights. Yes. Yes, hit the lights. Sorry. Don't be sorry. Don't be sorry. Don't be careful. <laughs> okay, I need that door open so I can actually read. Why? 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 All right. As the doors open, before you is a lavished, dimly lit den decorated with polished steel furniture with comfortable looking velvet cushions 
ebon bookshelves with countless tomes and trinkets, and a marvelous black stone hearth with an arcane ever-burning fire within. One day I'll be able to figure out the music. Seated on one of the many couches are two stunningly gorgeous blue tieflings, male and female, twins. Illuminated by the fire and the many violet candles dotted across the room, the twins rise and speak in unison. The master of Daria is expecting you. Please, this way. They step across this large sitting room and go to a pair of these ornately carved doors an image of wild, untamed forest carved onto these doors. And the doors open. You all step inside. Yes. Mm-hmm. As the intricately carved doors fold away, you see a figure sitting behind a desk made of the same polished steel. The figure stands elegantly and walks around the desk to greet you. The stunning male blue tiefling with eyes like the night sky and horns decorated with gems and thin silver chains speaks with a voice smooth as glass. Welcome, strange one. First and foremost, I would like to say I am a huge fan of your moniker. But, my manners, my name is Sultanen. <laughs> and that's where we're going to end the session. Oh, shit! Oh, shit! Oh, God. Oh, man. Check the Discord. No, I mean, if you called it, you did it right. Knew it. Oh, my God. Well, if there's anybody out there in listening land, we appreciate you. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.